Dirty Work Minute. It's the podcast we're watching and discussing the 1998 Norm Macdonald film, Dirty Work, one minute at a time. And I'm one of your hosts, David K. Jones. And I'm John Yabez. And today we have a very special guest. We're very privileged to have him. This man, just last night, he invented oh. time travel, which ironically phased our friend Jeremy Castillo out of existence. So, oh, this, no. so this podcast will be dedicated to the memory of Jeremy Castillo, who uh, technically doesn't exist. So. so hopefully our episodes from last week aren't just blank now. Uh, you might, yeah, who knows? I feel like I th- this is one of those weird rules about time travel. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Anthony Negrelli, inventor of the George Foreman Grill and time travel. Uh, yeah, I feel like this is one of those situations where it's like we're finding out the rules to time travel as we go. Like, one thing I didn't know yeah. when ripe- wiping Jeremy out of existence is that we would still even know he existed. I know, that's, that's the weird thing about it. It lets me believe that I didn't do such a clean job yeah. of wiping him out of existence. Well, I mean, was that your intention? I, I don't know about you, David. Yeah. But like, when I woke up this morning, right. that thought was in my head, right? Like, I knew Jeremy had existed, but like, this new thought got planted in my head that went, I know I knew Jeremy existed, but now he doesn't exist. And that was it. And I felt very yeah. comfortable with that it, thought. It felt like a dream. Like when you get up and you, you remember your dream, but it starts to fade almost immediately. You, it's that kind of feeling. You know what it might be? Perhaps... You have to not only destroy the consciousness, the observation point itself, but all witnesses to that observation right. point as well. So I didn't think I was going to have to take this Jeremy experiment any further. But now it feels like anyone who's ever come into contact with Jeremy is in grave danger by me. But, you right, know, yeah. but because yeah. he uh, lives on in our memory. Right. And yeah. if I'm going to complete my experiment, I need to know mm. if you, you know, I need to get to the bottom of this. So, yeah. so all of you six people out there that know Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Watch, watch your backs. Right. Yeah. We if love you, Jeremy, wherever you are. Yeah. But uh, we'll be looking for you. And yeah. uh, hopefully we see you in the stars somewhere. Yeah. So today we're talking about minute 21 of Dirty Work. It starts with a uh, construction foreman played by Howard Jerome. And he says, to start with, the bottom stair is a roundover. It is a 180 into the newer post. The banister has a 90 degree easement. And it dives into the inside face of the newer post. And it ends with Sam scratching his neck and saying, it could be my, my imagination. Ah. <laughs> Actually, that's the last line. Oh, yeah, I guess that is oh, the last ha, line. Ha, 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 ha. Ha. Yeah, Mitch, Mitch is all rashy <laughs> and hallucinating. That, okay, okay. So I guess we're going to start there. That's the first thing I was thinking about when I was on I'm like, uh, we really got to run test groups for brownies, for rashes. Yeah. <laughs> like, what new ingredient? You're like, all right, I want to start making uh, brownies using sewer water. And they're like, oh, yeah, yes, Chinese investor, please go on. I'd like to hear more about how you plan to turn sewer water into brownies. You know what I mean? Well, it's like... Yeah. I mean, like, there's a way they, there's a way they make their Chinese oil. So I mean, you know, the... I, I'm like, I'm, I'm, but I, you know what I mean? I'm just saying, like, what are they testing? Te- it, it says on the sign when they uh, show the establishing shot of the outside of the building, yeah. it's a uh, fat replacement chemical. Oh, look at that! Yeah. Boom, boom! It's that fat replacement chemical. <laughs> yeah, it's like that Olestra stuff that. Gives you anal leakage, but worse, I guess. Isn't that's what I think that's what's kind of messing me up mm. now is uh, I'm trying like uh, so every day I've been waking up and I've been like, okay, I gotta try not to die from diabetes. Don't die, don't die, don't die from diabetes. 
it's kind of weird. I, li- I feel like I live in a different world now where it's like now fat is good, right? Is, are you guys hearing this too? Yeah. Well, it's not as bad. Sugar is way worse for you than fat. Right. Yeah. Sugar is the new fat. Yeah. Because it makes you fat. It makes you fat. Right. It's okay to eat it. So you're not what you eat, <laughs> right? Because if you eat sugar, you become fat. Right. But it's if you eat sweet. fat, you become fuckable. So I don't... <laughs> I don't. I don't uh, yeah. Life's all backwards that's, uh, now. Yeah, that's. Uh, I thought you're gonna fat become sugar, but does this theory prove out? If you just become fatter, you become fuckable. No, you. If you eat fat. Oh, if you eat fat. Right. It's like, but you're supposed to be what you eat, but that's not what happens. Now they're telling you if you want a six pack, don't eat the crazy government chemical that makes you nausea, yeah. mild fever, itching. Yeah, mild itching, nausea, chills hallucinations and rashes right now now fat is is not only is not only is it not worth making a chemical to avoid it's mm. it's good for you now oh, yeah, like yeah. it's confusing me they're telling me to eat bacon every meal <laughs> is that am i <laughs> supposed to be doing this they're saying eat bacon every meal Who, who's who's they uh uh the internet <laughs> oh yeah, I would probably second check that source. Um, but uh, no, so, I mean, like, I think this is a testament to how times change. You know, things are always shifting. People are always getting replaced. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just gotta not trust it. Maybe we should stay away from sugar and fat. <laughs> yeah. Right? What are these experts just like that, that can go around and all dilly dally, just switching up the things that are worse for us? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tomorrow's gonna be like lollipops, and I, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stand for a world for that. Right. Like, remember when they were trying to teach us about nutrition? There was a pyramid. Yeah. And we're like, oh shit, those things last for thousands of years. <laughs> they never change. Yeah. They're a solid shape. They got a good base on them. You know what I mean? You still get to enjoy some candies there at the top. You know? yeah. It's like, I like, I miss the pyramid. It's like, but now it's like, if you eat the bottom of the pyramid, you'll get diabetes. That's the problem, right? Yeah. It's just like, you know, you eat a loaf of bread as your foundation <laughs> and all of a sudden they chop off your feet. It's that old adage, you know, too much of a thing is is always bad for you. Right? Yeah. So they so don't ever eat a whole loaf of bread. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying those brownies were like the worst of two worlds. It was like uh, we give you all the carbs and all the sugar and then, well, fat wasn't so bad, but we took the fat out too and replaced it with evil fat that makes you see Satan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, that's too Something. Cool. Makes that's, you see something. That's a preview. Yeah. Makes you go, huh? <laughs> that's, that's that's what it makes you do. That's a side effect of brownie. And what's kind of funny about that is that like that would totally be attractive to somebody. You know what I'm saying? Someone's like, wait a minute, you tell me if I eat this brownie, it'll fuck me up and I'll see shit. Oh yeah, sign me up, man. I'm 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 all for that. They're like, listen, you you break out in rashes and have all this. No, it's like I'm all about the hallucination, man. I need to see that other side. I feel like that scene was kind of like a metaphor for what happens when fat guys and skinny guys both do edibles, right? The fat guy eats like seven brownies and be like, I don't feel anything. I need some milk. I'm hungry, right? (laughs) And then the fucking skinny guy takes a bite out of half a brownie and is fucking seeing the future. (laughs) I think it it just goes to show if you got, you know, clean... Sterile tubes going throughout your entire body, right? <laughs> it's, it's easier. It's easier for poison to get to the more important parts. No, right? Like if you're just a bigger guy and you got a little more traffic, right? 
You know what I'm saying? It's going to delay that, but you know, it's coming. I, I feel, yeah, that's what it is. It's like, it's almost like the poison has to get in line. Like there's, like when you're a fat guy, there's so many things that are going to kill you already that like if someone tries to poison you, it actually has to get behind the stroke and wait its turn. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, whoa, whoa, poison. We were here first, okay? The, the, the cancer and, and, and Alzheimer's. We've been working working on this guy for years now. You can't just show up and poison this guy and take all the glory. Um, you know, I think it'd be great if someone came up with a system where we could, like, talk to our body internally, right? Where we can uh, train our white blood cells to, like, hide behind these cholesterol trunks in our veins yeah. and just shoot at the intruders that come through the tubes. You know oh, yeah, what I'm that'd saying? be cool. Or like block any passages. I mean, block or clear any pa- uh, block passages mm-hmm. or anything like that, right? Because mm-hmm. like we know what's bad for us, and if we could just set our body into like kill everything mode, yeah. But, yeah. but not like our vital organs, then like dude, we'd live forever. Yeah, I think they're gonna make like nano machines or something that'll probably go in and yeah. clear out your arteries and stuff. I th- or I think what happens mm-hmm. is you know how like uh, so I like to think of arteries mm. like the way I think of like. Um, like, you know those, like, you know that, like, coaxial cable yeah, in yeah. your house? You're like, look at this fucking old shit with, like, a little goofy-ass <laughs> pin in the middle. Like, it break and shit, right? You're yeah. like, this is old technology. I can't wait to re- they replace my veins and arteries with, like, fiber optic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck liquid blood, all right? I want them just <laughs> shooting signals of light and energy throughout my body. I, I, think, that's, <laughs> I think that's what your brain already does. You know what I'm saying? I want some like fiber. I want some fiber optic circulation. You know what I mean? Fucking instantaneous light speed. You just want you just want a complete replacement of your what what, what do they call that system with all the blood? Circulatory. Circular, you just want to replace your circulatory system with a with fiber optic. The new shit. I want the new shit. The new shit. I want the new shit. I don't even know how they would go about that. (laughs) I feel like it'd be a very complicated medical procedure. We're not not having you do it. You know, going wireless (laughs) nowadays. So you probably gonna get like a four G. Wireless system, right? Yeah, and just have it go from a oh like yeah a hot dude. spot, dude. I'm thinking, yeah. dude. See, that's how. See, see. Once again, mm-hmm. that that shows you where I live technology right. wise. Remember in that in between space <laughs> where we had technology, but so shitty we'd rather use the old stuff. Yeah, right. I'm thinking fiber optic. You're just like, by the way, just you don't need wires, dude. Yeah, take out all those wires out of your body it's and Bluetooth. just Bluetooth that signal across your body wirelessly. Yeah, I'm gonna Bluetooth my body, David K. Jones. <laughs> Even more surprising, like this coming from the man that created time travel. Yeah, yeah. you know. So I, th- I think I think when you come back next time, you should give us an update on like yeah. how the future looks. See, some people are into like you know moving forward linear in time. They're into shit like circulation. Mm-hmm. I ain't about those old ass concepts. No, it's true. Yeah. See, people used to walk... Remember, like, to me, the way I look at you human beings moving through time in a linear fashion, Mm -hmm. I look at you guys as the way that, like, when people used to watch television on a schedule, it's like, I gotta get home, and I gotta watch Lost at 7 p.m. on Tuesday. (laughs) It's like, I don't do that shit anymore. I watch time whenever the fuck I want. (laughs) That's how I do that. I I Netflix my time. That's how I do it now. I subscribe to Netflix time. I mean, this whole time travel thing is really changed your whole outlook on life and you just came up with it last night yeah well i've had a lot of time to think about it now that you know what i mean i've transcended it you know what i mean like for you it's last night for me i'm just like oh that's just another point in my (laughs) infinite existence that'll blow everyone's mind yeah (laughs) so um at the beginning of this minute 
They're uh, they're on a construction site where they have no idea what what they're doing. Uh, have you guys ever worked construction or lied on a on your resume about something and then it showed up like in that job that you were hired to do? Uh, I was gonna say I definitely lied on my resume. Yeah, <laughs> but it's never ever come up. I don't think. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, I, I, I definitely identified with that scene mm. because I think that's what your first construction job is like. You don't know anything. Right. You probably lied to get it <laughs> and you're just hoping that no yeah. one noticed. But they were just having to talk to the boss, you know. But like I, I felt like um, like I did a little like construction on the side. Oh. But it was only because like my brother mm. you know what I mean? yeah. was like, you know, smart enough to think like, okay, what are all the things that... It doesn't take a lot of brains to do, but I don't want to do. Right. And that's what you do when you're on a construction site yeah. and you don't know you, you don't just know make what's somebody up. like carry shit across the yeah. site. Yeah. You're just you're just lifting heavy crap yeah. all day or you're sweeping stuff right. or you're breathing in rat poop in the between <laughs> walls or you're like scraping the wax ring off a toilet. You know what I mean? You're, they, you know, they give you they give you jobs that it doesn't take a lot of brain. Like you don't right. have to know anything to be like scrape this poop wax ring. <laughs> Off this ceramic thing, this poopy wax ring. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like that's that that's that's really what it's like. Uh, I think when you when you do that. So I was like I was looking at that, going like I always felt like that. Every day I showed up to the job, I always mm-hmm. felt like I'm there at the at the mercy of people who know what they're doing. <laughs> you know, it's, it's crazy. That's most that's most jobs though. Yeah. You, yeah. So I mean, I think like this whole job hunting thing, very typical, very relatable. Yeah. I love the fact that uh, Sam asks when when lunch was. <laughs> okay, so they're mooning people at a movie theater, right? And then construction right after that, right? Uh, yeah, we, and they we, also change clothes. Yeah, they have white shirts yeah. and jeans on. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, let's let's not forget, Dirty Work is a very, if anything, a very situational <laughs> comedy. You know, what I'm right? Saying? So they'll it's a sitcom. Yeah. No, uh, so Yabez, you 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 um you know everything about movies. No, that's um, not true. <laughs> you wrote that book. Yeah, I know everything about movies. But you pick it up from eBay. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, it's like you wrote the book, yeah, yeah. But no, uh, when you see a, a thing like that, when it went from the thing, you you see that and you just go, oh, they shot this one funny thing with them mooning the people at the theater. And then now they just want to move on to this next funny thing mm-hmm. where they're like, we can use this funny scene of them driving up to something to be the drive up to the construction job. Right. Yeah. And that's, and that's basically how they made it. They didn't necessarily like, they, yeah. they didn't necessarily have a, did they not? Cause when you think about that one uh, scene with the, uh, where they drive up to the movie theater, it's like, you could use that in front of a lot of different parts of this movie. Anytime the two yeah. of them are driving together to go somewhere, they could do that and oh. then do the thing that they were going to do. Yeah. That's a part of editing. You know what I'm saying? That's whatever footage you were able to capture. Right? What I suspect is that they had a whole bunch of things that they they filmed like when it mm. came to job hunting. And they were like, well, pick the pick the funniest ones you, that you yeah. think. P- pick the ones that you think will fit. Right? But at the same time, maybe they should have put more in there to make it look like they weren't just going for two jobs. And yeah. This is all in one day, I think. Yeah. Mm. I, I think, like, I, I, I approach film storytelling like any kind of other storytelling, right? When you read a novel, mm. you're not expecting a, a play-by-play of, That's, you of know exactly... What? That is true. You're right. I was I was actually just going to say that. I was like, 
when I was hearing your explanation and when I was thinking about that scene too, I'm like, you know what? Good. I don't want to see all this stuff. I want to see just the part where they're talking to the the, the foreman of the job and they're just totally mm. failing, right? Yeah. Why do I want to see all the other stuff leading up to it? I don't need it. You don't need it, no. I, I, I fill it yeah. in. You're right, John. You know, it's, it's one of those things where you're filmmaking you're very conscious of, right? Because everyone's pretty much used to knowing that when they're watching a movie, they're watching the completed version of it. Right, so right. begin to end it all been planned out right what doesn't what people kind of forget is that like sometimes nothing ever goes perfect right there's gonna be things that you want to film that you can't there's gonna be things that don't make sense so you cut it out right and then you, you're looking at you're looking at editing and pacing and you're just making sure that the movie isn't boring mm-hmm. right so yeah so these le- these leaps sometimes you, you like to make fun of it because like they are they are kind of like plot holes right but like a movie like yeah movie is entertainment right like i as real as you want to get about a movie, right? Yeah. There, there's always that tinge in here where you're like, unless you're watching a documentary, yeah. even but even in documentary, people perform in documentaries too. That's a, that's the other right. thing. That's a that's one of the step backs about documentaries. But the thing is, like, all these things are just stories. I actually think the holes, in some way, can kind of be like the beauty of it, right? Like the holes are. Like, it's like the way an engineer builds a bridge, right? Mm. It's not like, oh, I need to build a bridge across this river. Oh, I'm just going to fill in this river with cement. It's like, good job. You did it. You, yeah. <laughs> you got across the water. But it's about, it's about like how much empty space can this guy get away with and I still can cross that right. water yeah. safely, right? And it's kind of like holes like that. The fact that I'm able to watch this movie, miss the hole the first time, movie still makes complete sense in my opinion. Yeah. I enjoy myself. I walk out yeah. there. That's like the engineer going like, I don't need that fucking beam. I did the calculation. Ain't no one going to miss that fucking beam. Yeah, the, the bridge would be stronger, but I don't need that shit to get across the river. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's I mean, cool, man. Like, you can always, like, be nitpicky about everything, right? But what you find is if you, if you do explore those nitpicky things, mm-hmm. you'll find out how boring it really is, right? Yeah. Like, one, like, <laughs> like one, of the, <laughs> one of the biggest gripes, oh, maybe not gripes, but one of the things people always make fun of, right, with superhero films, like, for example, mm-hmm. is like, oh, yeah, they get their power and then boom they get this like elaborate costume that looks like it probably cost five hundred thousand dollars to make right and then they're like how did they make that right and then like if you were like oh yeah this is how they did it and they just like show them so intricate things you'd be like oh never mind I don't want to know how he made it montage yeah just watching a YouTube video in the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie they spent a whole montage on him making a costume and that was unnecessary exactly right especially when you know how it's gonna look like <laughs> so I mean, like, the, I don't think you should be offended by them skipping over things like that because I think they just kind of know that you're smart enough to know that you're not going to want to watch that yeah. anyways. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's a question you'd have because people are just like, oh, Spider-Man, he does that little thing where he shoots the web, right? And then same thing. They, they felt the need in that movie. They're like, show him doing different, like, do the little, you know, metal <laughs> bullhorns and then do like a little shock aside or do, yeah. you know, it's like, I see, I see exactly what you mean. It's just like, no, I was okay with just Spider-Man just shooting the webs. Yeah. And like that is much better than if they were to go full in and go mm-hmm. like, here's how a 14 year old <laughs> high school student can create the most, the strongest adhesive ever created. Yeah. Right. 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 Like, you know, like you don't want to, you don't want to watch that either. So they kind of always skip over that stuff. Yeah. So I mean, get to the good stuff. Yeah. That's, that's the lesson. <laughs> and, and getting to the good stuff in this, in this minute, we've got Henry Chan, the, uh, the doctor at the fat clinic. That's what he is credited as. It's not in the credits. Doctor at fat clinic. Doctor at fat clinic. And he's, uh, he's got my favorite line of the whole film because it's the only line 
spoken by an Asian man. Oh. And we're all Asian men, so... That's true. Yeah. yeah, and it's, it's when he says that there are some side effects. Mild itching, nausea, chills, hallucinations... And rashes. That's, that's your favorite line? That's my favorite that's, line, yeah. That's a good line. It's like, it's it's the only Asian male representation in the entire movie. It's true. I got, I got good news for you. In yeah. the future, there are only Asian males. Nice. Oh, good. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> we won. Downside, John, though, is there are only Asian males. Oh, that's, believe me, I, I can <laughs> So, you know, it's like, build, hope you like it. <laughs> I'm gonna build a mansion and all the doors are gonna have them slidey locks on it. You know what I'm saying? Get these, get these guys into these rooms, close the door, and just make sure that they see me lock the slide lock. That, that's another one too. It's like you talk about lines, right? It's like what's mm. funny is because you like kind of pause to like sort of write down what he was saying for symptoms. Right. I was looking at Norm later on, mm. going like. Does he display every single one of these <laughs> symptoms? But then once again, that's when I realized, like, just, just now thinking about it, it's like, oh, yeah, that's one of those moments where it's like, it's more important for that doctor guy to sound like he's issuing that standard disclaimer, right? you know, of all these different symptoms than it is for Norm to actually exhibit every single one of those symptoms. You just have to make him look messed up. And then and then that's the plot for doing the hallucination. Yeah, and you don't need to see it come like little by little. You just see you see Sam go, oh, I think I had a slight itch. No, never mind. Yeah. And then just turn the camera to Norm and he's all he's fucked up. He's full on. Yeah. It, you don't even have to show the lapse into it. Just show him at the highest yeah. point where he's yeah. itching, he's freaked out, he's hallucinating, he's sweating, he's... He's, he's all driving of, his convertible. Yeah, he's, he's all of the he's all of the above, you know. And it's just like you can almost see like the way they're set. Like the, of course, it's just like you almost know he's gonna because just look at the way the two of them eat the brownies, <laughs> right? Like one guy is just like, oh, I don't. This is, we're getting paid to eat brownies. Yeah, this is bucks. great. You know what I mean? And, and and Norm's like, what's funny is like he's not even just eating. Like he's like, okay, yeah, so what? We're paying to eat brownies. He is, like, looking at the brownie like it's a poison stick, <laughs> right? And he's like, how little of this poison stick can I eat and uh -huh. still get paid, yep. right? And he kind of takes it and just kind of, like, the way a primate would test a new food source, he just kind of <laughs> breaks off a little chunk and kind of just purses it to his lips a little bit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's like, you know, he's in the jungle of devastation, mm. you know what I mean? <laughs> I think that's one of those rare circumstances where your anxieties tell the truth. You know yeah. Like, you gotta listen to your spidey sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whoa. Yeah. I think that was Chad. Chad and, and, and John, when Chad was in that week, we realized that your anxiety is your spidey sense. As, uh, and we're a, all a bunch of nerds. Yeah, but like, <laughs> Spider-Man came back up again. Yeah. What's he doing in this podcast? Who's in this movie? Toby <laughs> Maguire in this movie? We'll find uh, out. Yeah. In minute 22 oh, yeah. tomorrow. Oh. oh, I'm excited about the next minute. <laughs> I got to wait till tomorrow. Yeah, there's a, there's a very special uh, cameo in the next minute. So, Ooh. yeah. Is it Tobey Maguire? We'll find out. I hope it's Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Uh, one last thing on this minute. I totally forgot. It's a, uh, it's a very special minute. Cause the first time in all three of the scenes in this minute where Norm is not wearing a plaid shirt. Oh, yeah. He's wearing a white t-shirt. At the construction site, and then a plain yellow shirt at the brownie yeah. uh, fat clinic. That's yeah, an interesting, uh, interesting choice there. Yeah. Black and yellow. I mean, Caution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. The universal signs of danger. Artie's wearing another striped <laughs> horizontal shirt. Yeah, this so, is not to further accentuate anymore. his wide and disgusting <laughs> nature. <laughs> right. It's yeah. like like. 
it's that polo that you've owned for too long <laughs> where the fucking but you know those yeah, buttonholes yeah, the are... they're not slits they're fucking circles now yeah. because your fucking <laughs> fat neck has been like stretching them out and that combination of like sweat and like you know you're, oh god you, you're, you're too lazy to put back your polo nicely so the collar just sat in that half folded position for like you know weeks until you wore it again and now your collar always looks jacked that's what his shirt looks like <laughs> God damn, Anthony, harsh on the uh, fashion choices of uh, Sam, but well, 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 we're getting into the symbolism. Is his life's a wreck, his yeah. wardrobe's a wreck. It's true. You know what I mean? I mean, like he can't even eat bro- like he's getting free brownies and he's eating them like they're about to take them away from him. <laughs> like he could barely mouth words. It's true. It's true. Well, I mean, like it must be hard. it must be tough living in the shadow of the better your better self. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you know, he probably looks at he probably looks at Mitch and goes like, "Yeah, what what makes this guy so much different than me?" You know yeah. what I'm saying? We have very similar hair. Yeah, I knew a set of brothers like that. One kind of big one, and the other one skinny one. And you could tell the other one was just like the whole time he's like, "Why God? Why?" <laughs> He came from the same parents, and why do I? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's got to mess with you. Like, how did we get such different roles in the dice? Yeah. So, um, and listeners, if any of you are uh, jealous of your siblings, tweet us at <laughs> minute, and uh, we'll talk about it. I'm uh, I'm jealous of my sister because uh, she's she uh, gets to have sex with an Italian man. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, and what they say once you go Italian, yeah. yeah uh, well, I mean, like, I've tried the same approach, yeah. right? But most Italian men are not interested in Asian men, but but uh, but uh, but uh, Asian women. Oh, on yeah. the other hand, yep. you seem to scoop the, scoop them up in droves. Yeah. Yep, that's why I exist. Yeah, exactly. Because that phenomenon is real. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's never the other way around. My dad, that. my dad was doing that in the eighties. Oh, <laughs> well, it's, it's, a, it's a timeless tradition. <laughs> I don't know if, you, if you've been keeping up with current events. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You know, just all these Asian women being scooped up. Oh yeah, but <laughs> uh, is that right. is that happening historically? Uh, all like uh, all the time. Yeah, oh, all right. Even, even even before they discovered each other, it was happening. I gotta, I gotta find. You, gotta, you gotta start watching the news, man. Yeah, yeah. You pick up a newspaper. Yeah, there's under, this, these things are happening, man. They're t- they're taking all the women back to Italy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're, they're creating this 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 weird other uh, they're creating this hybrid race of very attractive people. I think what they're they're gonna they're gonna start this dating website of Italians and Japanese and mm. Germans, and they're gonna call it Axis Avenue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why is no one keeping this in check? Oh. What's happening? We're just letting them breed. <laughs> <laughs> the World War II have no consequences? Gotta get you on Axis yeah. Avenue. <laughs> it delayed it by like 60 years. So, uh, you guys have anything else for this minute? Uh, oh, good minute. Yeah, it was a good minute. Excited, yeah, good excited good for the uh, upcoming minute. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say I, I was excited about the future, but I already know what's going to happen. <laughs> We've all seen the movie multiple times. Yeah, yeah that's true. Oh, no, it's because yeah. I'm a time traveler. Oh, that's right. No, no, no. So, so you, I, I, have li- I of... literally know what the future is. It does. So you know that you will be able to come back tomorrow. Or as I like to call it, my past. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't everything your past? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So in your past tomorrow, will you be able to come back and, and join us? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be here. Exactly when I mean to be. All right. Excellent. Let's get to start on time. That'll be yeah. great. A wizard's never late. It's good to know you have time. <laughs> 
That's what you call yourself. <laughs> okay, uh, listener, uh, come back tomorrow and hear us discuss minute 22 of Dirty Work. And uh, in the meantime, uh, you know, fo- uh, follow us on Twitter at Dirty Work Minute. And yeah, we will see you guys tomorrow. I've never seen Booty Tang. Our theme song is Emotional by Aura Bora. You should check them out and a bunch of other awesome bands at failedorbitrecords.com. And we'd like to give special thanks to the Star Wars Minute podcast, through whom all things are possible.